0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard to today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today's May 11th, 2022, Anno Domine. First headline today, a radical left group, definitely Antifa-style group, has claimed responsibility for attacking that firebombing this week of a Wisconsin pro-life organization. Next, the House just passed $40 billion for the war in Ukraine as inflation soars 8.3% for you, the American people. Third, a secret Fauci royalty stream hidden by the NIH was just exposed by Open the Books. And finally, a teal-backed financial fund is taking on woke BlackRock activism. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So, I know that there's an outrage right now, I guess, about uh, protests that have been peaceful to date. And we certainly continue to encourage that outside of judges' homes. And that's the president's position. Jane's revenge. Jane's revenge. So, a new Antifa style pro abortion group has claimed credit for the violent firebombing attack on a pro life center in the city of Madison, Wisconsin, the capital of Wisconsin. So who is Jane's Revenge? What do they have to do with the violent far left? What is their history? Well, we're told, according to foxnews.com, that Jane's Revenge is a reference to the group called the Jane Collective from the 1960s and 1970s. What was the Jane Collective? This was an organization that provided illegal pregnant or excuse me, illegal abortions to pregnant women during the time period where abortion was illegal in the United States years and years ago. They were closely associated with the women's liberation movement. But we can't at this point find any evidence of them performing the types of violent actions that we saw over the weekend in Madison, Wisconsin. What we do see, though, is this new group, Jane's Revenge, putting out this statement claiming credit for the attack. We also see, by the way, that guess what? Hollywood has a whole sweep of movies coming out movies, documentaries, feature films, all about Jane's Collective coming out at the very same time that this new group appears out of nowhere and claims credit for firebombing a pro life family center. And they put out a statement claiming credit for it. I want to read to you the statement that's according to the postmillennial.com. First communique. This is not a declaration of war. War has been upon us for decades, a war which we did not want and did not provoke. Too long have we been attacked for asking for basic medical care. Too long have we been shot, bombed and forced into childbirth without consent. This was only a warning. We demand the disbanding of all anti-choice establishments, fake clinics, and violent anti-choice groups within the next 30 days. This is not a mere difference of opinion, as some have framed it. We are literally fighting for our lives. We will not sit still while we are killed and forced into servitude. We have run thin on patience and mercy for those who seek to strip us of what little autonomy we have left. As you continue to bomb clinics and assassinate doctors with impunity, so too shall we adopt increasingly extreme tactics to maintain freedom over our bodies. We are forced to adopt the minimum military requirement for political struggle. Again, this was only a warning. Next time, the infrastructure of the enslavers will not survive. Medical imperialism will not face a passive enemy. Wisconsin is the first flashpoint, but we are all over the U.S. and we will issue no further warnings and we will not stop. We will not back down, nor we will we hesitate to strike until the inalienable right to manage our own health is referred to us. Return to us. We are not one group, but many. We are in your city. We are in every city. Your repression only strengthens our accomplishship and resolve from Jane's Revenge. I find it interesting that this group seemingly had no problem whatsoever with nationwide vaccine mandates that were sent across the entire country. Right? If your if your entire reason for doing this, for committing violence, is the fact that you don't have control, bodily autonomy over your own body, as you state your own words, then where was this group during two years of COVID lockdowns, and specifically when it came to the question? of being forced to take a medicine from the United States government. Not a peep. No problem with that. The Freedom Convoy was up there. They were getting arrested in the streets of Toronto for honking their horns. They came down to Washington, and they were banned from even coming into the city. Jane's group seemed to have no problem with that. But, of course, there's another problem with this, too. The fact that we're not talking about just your body. We're talking about the body of the child, the life That also exists. That's the essential issue here. They don't talk about that. But what they do talk about and what they do say, it's very clear. This is the declaration of a terrorist organization that is claiming to use violent means to achieve their political ends. FBI Director Merrick Garland, where is the investigation and immediate arrest of this group? The inflation report just dropped this morning, and it's as bad as we expected. We know that inflation is the real pandemic, and it is getting worse every day. The printing and spending by Biden and this government are catastrophic for the U.S. dollar and our markets. And that is why that I recommend you diversify with gold and silver. Now, the only company that I recommend is Allegiance Gold. My friends at Allegiance Gold can help you prepare your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver or have it delivered securely straight to your door. They will educate you on the benefits of physical gold because they care and want to build a long term relationship with you. Allegiance Gold has the highest rating from third-party consumer protection agencies. Five stars with Trust They are AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance and have an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Get $500 on free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them that Poso sent you. So do not wait. Call or click today. Go take action. We're going to put this link in the description on this very podcast, allegiancegold.com slash Poso. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare. Go click the link in the description here and get started. Allegiancegold.com slash POSO. And I agree with what Chairman Powell said last week, that the number one threat is the strength, and that strength that we built is inflation. Impact that, his, that it is having on food for the world. So when you're home thinking, what is this all about? Just think about when I was hungry, You fed me in the Gospel of Matthew. It's a simple question. America first or America last? Which one do you want? What do you want your government to do? Do you want to live in a country where our babies can be fed with baby formula that's on the shelves, that isn't poison, that isn't going to infect them and kill them and then be recalled by the FDA? To the point where you got grandmas driving around trying to find the stuff while mom's at home trying to do anything she can to feed her child. That's what's going on in the United States of America today. But what's your government doing? Your government doesn't care about you. Your government is sending $40 billion, B, with a B, to a war in Eurasia where there is no discernible American interest. It's as simple as that. $40 $40 billion. You know, it's been said they've got money for wars, but they can't feed the poor. Nancy Pelosi says you got to feed your neighbor, right? When I was hungry, I was fed. Really? How about the children of our country right now? You were elected in this country to represent the men and women of the American people. Our heart goes out to all suffering around the world, obviously, Americans are the most generous people on the face of the planet, but that doesn 't mean that that gives the government a blank check to go writing whatever dollars they want and sending it off to exacerbate foreign wars wars that haven 't even been decided you know whether or not the United States should get involved. You notice this. It's like we've just decided that we're now in a proxy war with Russia and we have to do that. Why? Well, because the TV says so, because the government says so. 149, I did the numbers, 149 out of 211 House Republicans voted for this thing. That's 70 percent. And now, you know, some people might say, well, that's, you know, that's that's way too high. That's too much. But keep in mind, five years ago, six years ago, that would have been five percent. Now it's 30. Now you've got 30 percent at least of House Republicans that are willing to put their country before the needs of other countries. Where does the money come from? It comes from you. Of course, they're raiding the U.S. Treasury. You want to know why inflation is up? We just got the new numbers this morning. Eight point three percent. And of course the House Republicans on their Twitter account, oh look at inflation, inflation's crazy. Look at that you just printed another 40 billion dollars to send a war. And we know how this works, it's money laundering. Nancy Pelosi quoting from the Bible whenever she wants to spend money. We can't feed our children. We can't prevent foreign incursions in our own land. And yet 40 billion, 40 billion for a war that's five thousand miles away that has nothing to do with the United States of America and the people who live here right now it's completely absurd it's completely absurd and if you're someone who's out there saying oh but but post are you going too hard you're going too hard show me it we couldn't get five billion for the wall You remember that, right? That was too expensive. But there is an unlimited budget for war. There's an unlimited budget for abortion. There's an unlimited budget for whatever they want. We said we could bomb the cartels. President Trump said bomb the cartels. And Esper said, no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. We can't do that. That's crazy. That's insane. Yet Raytheon can buy as many javelin missiles they want. And Secretary Austin, who is on the board of Raytheon, who has yet to divest his stock in Raytheon. Is more than happy to send as many javelin missiles over there. So praise be to St. Raytheon, the blessed, the peacemaker, right? This is the United States of America. We are looting the treasury and these people are lining their own pockets. 70% of House Republicans, America last, not America first. We've had Alpha, Beta, Delta, Omicron, BA-2, BA-4, BA-5. Are we going to eradicate COVID-19? I say that's almost impossible. The other day when I said we are no longer in that fulminant acute phase, that does not mean that the pandemic is over. By no means is it over. One incredible story from our friends at OpenTheBooks.com. Please go and check them out. Uh, subscribe to OpenTheBooks.com, sign up for their newsletter. They've just been canceled, by the way, from Forbes, because apparently they were opening too many books, right? But they've got a sub stacked up. They've got some other websites up. So go check it out. Adam Angievsky, Matt Tierman, really, really good guys that have all set up with this. What they do, they're a nonpartisan group. And all they do all day long is file FOIA requests to find out what's going on with your government and what's going on with your tax dollars. Whether it be Republican, Democrat, centrist, independent, or a bureaucrat like Dr. Anthony Fauci, as we're talking about right here, they are coming for you because all they want are the receipts. So check this out. Last year, the National Institute of Health, where Anthony Fauci is employed, he's our number one highest paid federal employee, doled out $30 billion in government grants, to roughly 56,000 recipients. Okay, that largesse of taxpayer money buys a lot of favor and clout within the scientific research and health industries. However, according to the Open the Books investigation, they found hundreds of millions of dollars in payments that also flow the other way. What do you mean the other way? What are you talking about? Well, think about it. Go back to the Wuhan lab. Go back to how was the funding sent to Wuhan. Remember, it wasn't direct. The NIH wasn't directly sending money to Wuhan. And so that's how Fauci was initially able to deny this. We're not funding anything. We're not we're not funding it. There's no funding. There's nothing is happening. We're not we're not funding at it all. It's crazy. But it was because they used a cutout organization. A cutout organization that was called Eco Health Alliance, headed by Peter Dashak. And the great Natalie Winters over at the National Pulse in her own war room went through and essentially exposed everything that Doshak was up to. Tied in directly with WHO, tied in directly with Davos, the World Economic Forum, the Great Reset. He was one of the kingpins of this. He was one of their top operatives. But what's interesting now is that it looks, according to this new Open the Books report, it wasn't just a one-way flow of money to the grantees. It looks like it was actually a two-way flow. There were... Royalty payments from third-party payers back to the NIH and individual NIH scientists. Open the Books estimates that between fiscal years 2010 and 2020, more than $350 million in royalties were paid by third parties to the agency and NIH scientists who are credited as co-inventors. Co-inventors. Oh, that's nice. Because those payments enrich the agency and its scientists, each and every royalty payment could be a potential conflict of interest and needs disclosure. But here's what's amazing. When you actually look into this, and Angievsky has spoken about this publicly, when you actually try to figure out who made the payments coming back, it's blacked out. That's redacted even in the FOIA documents that were released by NIH. So he's found an entirely new stream of money, that was going not out to places like EcoHealth Alliance that were then subcontracting out, subcontracting the work for their gain-of-function research. And yes, it was gain-of-function research in Wuhan. There's also money coming back. This is what your government's been doing, folks. They're enriching themselves. They're lining their own pockets. And all the while, and look at Dr. Fauci. You've seen those videos of him where he's doing interviews in his own, I guess it's his home office and the entire wall is pictures of himself literally the entire wall this is the guy who's got pillows of himself first of all why would you be sleeping on a pillow that's not a my pillow that's my first question my second question is this dude doesn't seem to understand the larger world outside of himself his own little bubble his own little reality that he's created where he doles out the money and is able to bring the money back to line it to himself. Do you want a government that's America first or America last? That's all we're asking. You think all stakeholders can be satisfied uh, by a company just focusing on satisfying its consumers and its employees rather than than maybe uh, delving into ESG. It's kind of the anti ESG you're launching, is it not? Well, I I find it difficult to be anti-ESG when I I find it very difficult to even define what ESG means today. But here's actually what we do stand for, is a message to corporate America to focus on excellence over politics. If you're an oil company, be an excellent oil company. If you're a coal company, be an excellent coal company. And if you're a solar company, be an excellent solar company. But we're not going to tell, for example, oil companies not to be oil companies. So this New story, and I saw this on Zero Hedge yesterday going through, is something that I think is actually very smart. I think it's really good. And I've, I've got to see Vivek Ramaswamy, and, and we follow each other on Twitter, and you know keep an eye on him for about a, about a year or so now. I've got a copy of his book, Woke Inc., and I wasn't really sure what the next step was going to be, but I've heard a lot of people talk about this, that when it comes to BlackRock, When it comes to ESGs, when it comes to the Great Reset, the Schwabian future, Klaus Schwab, right? You'll own nothing and you'll be happy. How do you fight back? How do you fight back against behemoths like BlackRock and Vanguard and State Street that are controlling this ESG corporate social governance system? That are implementing the Great Reset along the lines that klaus schwab has outlined in his own policies and they're all making money keep in mind they're going to be making money hand over fist off of you because they want you to be a renter they want you to be a russian serf they want you to go back to a stale bland consumerist existence and if you don't understand what i was talking about when i brought up Uh, Pizza Hut and was talking about shopping malls in the 1980s and 90s. You know, why is Posobiec talking about that kind of stuff? What does that have to do? Because that's where life happened. That's when we lived in a country where you could have those moments with family, with friends, communicating, being in society, being in the world. They're trying to take that away. They're trying through ESG to take that world away from you. They don't want you to own anything. They want you to be atomized. They want you to be separate from everybody. And they just want you to sit on the internet all day, swiping and streaming, swiping and streaming, swiping, streaming, and then ordering. Swipe, stream, order. Swipe, stream, order. You remember that movie Wall-E, right? That's what they want to get to. They want to get to the point where you're just this floating wheelchair kind of person with your Slurpee drink, you know, swiping over to the next stri- screen and then arguing about, you know, what the last thing you saw on Facebook was. Now. No. We want to be human. We want to live. We don't want to just get by. And so you got to fight back against ESG. You got to fight back against this because that's corporate America trying to institute it. So what this new fund is, I think they're calling it Strive Asset Management. I think it's a start. I think it's a step in the right direction. I really do. And so Teal's behind it. Vivek's behind it. You know, very strong people, obviously, from the VC space know what they're doing. Um, They've got to start. Right. These behemoths that are out there, BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, obviously, it's going to take a long time to be able to fight against them. But I have a sneaking suspicion that a lot of these companies out there, they don't want to be woke. They don't want to have to push this stuff. They don't want to have to go in and do all this work and all these extra things that they want to just focus on their core competency. Energy company should provide energy. Just do that and do it right. Is it so much to ask? And that's all the time we have today for Human Events Daily. Remember our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your Normie friends. And then leave us your five-star review wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, whatever you're doing. Stitcher. I think Stitcher is out there. If anyone's listening to Stitcher, shout out to the Stitcher audience. What did we talk about today? This radical left group, Jane's Revenge. Antifa-style group, a terrorist group. Has claimed responsibility for attacking a Wisconsin pro life organization and released a terrorist manifesto. Next, the House, the America Last House, passed $40 billion for Ukraine while inflation soars 8.3%. Guess who's paying for that? You. Next, a secret Fauci royalty system hidden by the NIH. And finally, this teal backed fund is taking on woke Blackrock activism. So I like to see that. I like to see that there's some action actually been going to fight back against the Great Reset. But speaking of action, we got to talk about today's history break. Today, all the way back May 11th, 1862. If you remember the battle, the naval battle, one of the most important strategic naval battles in the history of naval warfare, the Monitor and the Merrimack, this was the very first battle in naval history anywhere in the world where two ironclad ships fought at each other that sent the message that the era of the wooden warship was over forever if you were still using a wooden ship at that point you'd be decimated you were done this was to naval warfare what the introduction of guns over swords was to land warfare so today is the day that the Merrimack was scuttled to prevent its capture by Union forces advancing in Virginia. But they have uh, they have dug it up. And I believe it's in a um, in a museum now. An incredible, incredible moment of American naval history. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.